close your eyes and imagine. You're in front row of your favorite concert, heart racing and dripping in sweat. Body pulsing to the beat of your favorite song, crowd going wild. Are you picturing it? It's warm, but nighttime. You're in the desert and you take in the flickering colors transitioning from blues to pinks to reds that light up the sky from the main stage. You feel unstoppable. You feel on top of the world. You feel euphoric. As you take out your phone to document this moment to cherish forever, you see you have an iPhone alert. It reads, alert, wildfire six miles away. And in that moment, you are drawn back to reality. The reality that you are in California and the weather is extreme there and wildfires ignite anywhere, anytime. But then you begin to worry about the families who will be, who will be affected, the pets that will be evacuated from homes, the cherished family belongings of someone engulfed in flames. And you wonder, will these ever stop? Some have never even encountered a wildfire like this, but to others, it's second nature. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's segment of Speaking Nature. During my time today, I'd like to further the discussion we talked briefly about last week, which was the negative environmental effects of wildfires that are ripping through the West Coast. This scenario I just read out to you essentially happened last week at the infamous Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival in California. A CNN article titled, As Coachella Heats Up, a Wildfire Raged Nearby by Dakin and Donate discusses how Riverside County Fire Department detected the wildfire and dealt with it around the time Beyonce was on the main stage. Imagine that. It was a vegetation fire that required over 100 firefighters to combat, though in reality no evacuations were made. Authorities say it posed no threat to Coachella attenders, which is because it was contained quickly enough from spreading to more threatening areas, though it is reported it destroyed more than 15 acres of land. CNN meteorologist Gene Norman was brought in to discuss the wildfire. He said that the windy conditions in the area made battling the blaze even more difficult. It is reported that on Sunday, April 14th, when the fire began, the winds were between 35 miles per hour to 40 miles per hour. Um, A staggering statistic, this past year, 2017, was the most destructive wildfire season on record, as Gene Norman and many other scientists have noticed. The winds that exacerbate the flames to create these destructive wildfires are called the Santa Ana winds. The Santa Ana winds are a common occurrence in Southern California between October and March. These winds are extremely powerful and can knock down trees and power lines, and the wind's heat also helps dry vegetation and can help transport flames um, from place to place, so they're extremely strong. so strong like California names have even written songs about it um so they they wreak a lot of havoc particularly in southern California and and contributed a lot to this um, wildfire discussed in the article um these strong winds spread the fire from anything flammable including trees shrubs grasses and even homes they're strong and extremely dry downslope winds mainly in southern California and this dryness in accordance with the dried out lands and vegetation only add to the destruction 
another staggering statistic in 2017. It was the second hottest on record in California when measured halfway through the year. Downtown Los Angeles received just 0.11 inches of rainfall since the beginning of October. It's clear global warming makes the dry times even drier in California, which shows that there is no real end in sight for this quote-unquote wildfire season as it's still continuing in April and May of 2018. My own brother, Matt, is no stranger to the volatile California climate. He's lived there for three years and has officially got his residency card and is happily living in San Diego. He's mentioned to me and my family a little, little differences that have altered his experience living and going to school on the West Coast. For one thing, when he showered in the locker room after a long outdoor soccer practice at San Diego State, a sensor monitored his shower time. This was due to the problematic and historic droughts California has been facing. The lack of wetness and humidity in their air enables the spread of the flames. So after this intro and sharing a few of statistics about the volatile year California experienced, I think it's a good transition to the segment of the show where we bring in a guest speaker. Typically, we have a special guest come in for a little Q&A, but today I'll read a quote from my very own brother about his experiences regarding the California wildfires. I asked him to share a bit about his experiences regarding his encounters with these frightening natural disasters, and in particular what it's like getting emergency notifications and protocols for these fires, and he said the following. Living in Southern, Southern California has countless pros. La Jolla is my favorite place on earth for a peaceful Sunday by the water, and Mission Bay is my favorite area to go for a run. But the uncertainty of these fires and the direction the winds can carry them, especially when they're in my area, is stressful. I'm always refreshing weather updates on my app when there's a fire in my vicinity to know about evacuation protocols. But I've been fortunate enough not to have been evacuated myself. Though one of my buddies from the team, whose family lives in Encinitas, which is a northern county of San Diego, had to be evacuated a few, few months ago, and I really sympathize with the anxiety he and his family felt. Um, myself personally, not my brother, I, I remember watching the news over this past summer and, and just seeing some of the frightening visuals of these catastrophic fires. Like They truly looked apocalyptic and very chaotic and very scary, so I can't even imagine... like seeing them firsthand or just knowing that they're as close to you as my brother was uh, and when we would see these visuals my mom would always be sure to text him a little more than she typically does to confirm his safety um, so I'll just quickly sh- share a bit more about the tumultuous year um, California experience regarding wildfires so December 2017 was a standout month for these devastating fires a chain of fires stemming from the Southern California region became the fifth largest in California history, which is very staggering because, as I said, California is no stranger to the wildfires. They're always they're very constant, and, and they're always very powerful and massive. But um, these the specific six blazes varied in size, but the, together they formed an, um, a region larger than New York City and Boston combined. Um, so the first and most notable fire was the Thomas Fire. This inferno destroyed nearly 232,000 acres um, that Monday that it started, um, and it was only about 20% contained Monday afternoon. It started December 4th, and Ventura County has since spread into neighboring Santa Barbara County. The Thomas Fire has already destroyed more than 790 structures, according to Cal Fire. The cost of fighting the blaze has topped over $34 million. Next was the Creek Fire. 
This was the second largest blaze that ignited that following Tuesday in neighboring Los Angeles County. It burned 15,619 acres and was 95% contained late that Sunday, so it took a few days to really get it under control. The Rye Fire was next. This fire broke out also that Tuesday in Los Angeles County and torched 6,049 acres. The Lilac Fire was after this. This was a fast-moving fire that consumed 4,100 acres since it ignited Thursday in San Diego County. Firefighters have regained control of the blaze, and it was 80% contained that following Monday morning, so another one that took more, a little more time to contain. Um, the Skirball Fire was next. It started Wednesday as a brush fire in Los Angeles County, north of Brentwood. The Skirball Fire destroyed 422 acres and was 85% contained that Monday morning. Um, and the last one was Liberty Fire. That was a blaze in Riverside County that burned 300 acres, um, and it was ignited Thursday. So very tumultuous chain of fires going on that pa- this past December that stood out and made a lot of um, press and had a lot of articles uh, published about it, um, be- I think mainly because it was in such a um, notorious area, with that being Santa Barbara County, Los Angeles, San Diego. Like So many celebs and influential people lived there, and a lot of people were bringing attention to it, tweeting about it, um, really making it known like how frightening and dangerous it all was. Um, so from my investigation into these devastating fires, I found it worrisome when I read quotes like one woman saying, if it weren't for the smoke detector, I believe I would be dead or in a burn unit. These fires have clearly ruined many homes in its path and are obviously deadly, so it is disappointing at times to read the response of emergency officials. Um, Though authorities like the Los Angeles Fire Department Battalion Chief Nicholas Ferrari believe the specific methods they've been using have been effective. Like when dealing with the Creek creek Fire where he says, The swift pace and sweeping scope of the erratic wind-driven fire that scorched 15,600 acres um, was dangerous, but the fact that no one died is pretty remarkable. I do agree that it is impressive there was no there were no casualties in these speci- this specific fire but I do think it's necessary for other means of allergic residents to the dangers to be required as it's not always fair to just rely on a smoke detector to clear a house especially when it's in the middle of the night and the years and the winds can change the the trajectory of a fire in a heartbeat um so um counties are attempting to make it safer for residents um Regard like in specific fire um, prone areas like developing fire adapted communities, creating fire resilient landscapes and better managing rural ones, as well as increasing capabilities to fight fire with more trained personnel. Um, so in conclusion, I found that researching about the California wildfires can be morbid and disheartening at times as fire is such a powerful and uncontrollable element. But I did find a sense of hope for California residents like my brother. Um, that did ease my own anxiety, and I shared it with my family as well. Um, the hostile environment landscape of California will only continue to be exacerbated by global warming, but advances, advancements in mass notification tools is predicted to become a requirement for residents to have on their phones and computers. Um, an article I read says Los Angeles City emergency management officials are ramping up their efforts to recruit subscribers to notify LA, the city's mass notification system, which sends voice messages and emails to affected residents and businesses during emergencies. So emergency devel- management departments are stepping up their initiatives to ensure the safety of residents, which is a positive, I do believe. Um, for these wildfires, it's truly not about prevention, but how you respond.
Um, so thank you all so much for tuning into this week's segment of Speaking Nature. I'm your host, Christina Callahan, and tune in next week. Um, thank you so much again.